Sean is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and that most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a problem. It builds a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. The Nation, welcome everyone to episode 99 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self rated podcast about sports, entertainment, and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us at Witty Sports 716 on Twitter on Instagram and follow everything built in Buffalo is giving you every single day, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's a takeover at built in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts. I am Matt Greco. He is Tony Ambrose. Tony, what's going on? They throw, they run, they stretch and play, sign kids autographs and grownups call into GR to complain about all that. Bum, 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 cat and St. John Fisher. The bills are in our hearts. And when we watch the punters, I can tranny by the court. It's a wonderful start, not Sharice Wright or Peerless Price. B-U-F-F-I-L-O, 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 Bills! Matt, how you doing? Nice salute your shorts reference there. I liked it. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. Well, I figured it was we apropos like a, for camp time. A very apropos. Should we do uh, like a superlatives? Like, who is the ugly on the Bills? Who's the donkey lips oh. on the Bills? Oh, okay. I'm always down for that. I'm always down. That's what I thought this podcast was all about, which is making is just making Ever allegories since. to the 90s, to 90s pop culture. That was last week. We did 90s. You should have brought this up. It's very ill-timed of you, Tony. <laughs> we <Week> too late. <laughs> we did uh, 90s yeah, fans just, last week. I thought I was just underscoring the mission statement of the show. <laughs> who is the, uh, the donkey lips of the Bills? Greg Mance? <laughs> That's not who I was going to say, but now that you've said Greg Mance, I feel like you're right. You feel like that's the answer, right? Yeah. I mean, I was rapidly going through the whole line here to try and pin it. I feel like it would be Greg Mance, who got some first team action today. So Ooh, maybe interesting. Not. Tony will have his extended camp notes as we talk about the Bills. Uh, the Bobby Budnick of the Bills would definitely have been Cole Beasley if he was still on the team. It's an easy one. Oh, yeah. I Yes, I would say so. Actually, I don't know if I would. I almost wonder. See, it's a problem because... Budnick, we were supposed to think he was like a villain, but yeah, he kind of wasn't. He was kind of just rambunctious. He was the uh, anti-hero. Yeah, he was so just like, rambunctious. Yeah, and to me, so to me, I'm like, ooh, like it's really. I mean, he's definitely a slot receiver. It is kind of like Cole Beasley, but in a sense, it's kind of like a little dirty, just with some level. Just think there's more acceptance on McKenzie than there was on Budnick. I can, but I can buy as, that. I can buy what you're but saying. But as Micah Hyde said yesterday, Isaiah McKenzie is just annoying. Well, we all know that. But it's like but a, in the right way. It's, in a good way. Yeah, like that, that's exactly. It's it's annoying in a good way. He makes everyone smile annoying. Not like, <laughs> oh, this he guy again smile. annoying. He sure does. He makes everyone smile. It's the face of the franchise. How can he's, he not? He's always got antics. He's always got antics. The face of the franchise, Isaiah McKenzie. Tony, we are approaching... 100 episodes. Can you believe it? Did it you- sounds 
unbelievable to me. It sounds and I was here for all of them. So yeah, all of them, every single one, every single one. Yeah, check I was the, thinking as we cannon. <laughs> as we approach a hundred, I thought we should have when we started this podcast should have just started at like one forty two. Oh yeah, and people would have been like, oh, these guys have been a, these guys have been around for a while. Must be good. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I thought the yeah, opposite. They were gonna say, oh, these guys have been around for a while. Why do they still suck at this so much? <laughs> that too. Or most hosts find their way. Most hosts find their way in the first twenty episodes. What the hell is going on here? I've been for one hundred and forty plus. Still sound like idiots. Yeah, I'm gonna block yeah. this. I'm blocking these updates. <laughs> Tony, before we get into all the training camp talk, Bill's training camp kicked off this week. We're four days into it now. We got to do our draft season. So I thought for this episode to honor. The start of training camp, the sounds of the game of sports, any any iconic sports sounds. When you walk into training camp, you get the smell of football, you get the presence of the crowd, and you also get the sounds. I know they don't have pads on yet, but when they do have pads on, you get the sound of pads smacking each other, the guys hitting the tackle dummies, the the hands of the receivers catching the football. There's so many good sports sounds. I thought in honor of the kickoff of training camp, we'll do our hashtag draft season SCN best or most iconic sports sounds. Tony, since we did the big monumental trade last week, Uh a first for our draft season, you have the honors again this week. So Tony, what is your number one pick for best, most iconic sports sounds? I do. Thank you for bringing up the trade and for remembering the trade. Uh, That leads me to being the first draftee to have two number one overall picks in a row here in episode 99. And I will not settle, pun intended, (laughs) with this one. Like Tim Settle's number 99. Try and keep up. I think that there's a definitive number one answer, as I usually do. But for this sound especially, for this draft especially, it's got to be the number one overall pick for us. The sound of our culture, the sound of our world, the anthem of our hearts. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> seems like an it's obvious number, number one pick. pick. I'm drafting. Hey, hey, hey. it's the yeah. quintessential call and response in mm. sports. Boy. It's the comfort <laughs> call, the mating call. It is the beacon yes. that you put out there. It exactly. is the celebration. It is just when you need to up the vibes a little bit. It is the it's really the closest thing we have to positive. world peace when you yes think about i would it. say i would say it is it's the great it is it is what unites the great us unifier beyond yes. all else yes it is the if it someone gives the you the unifier. hey a you give it right back and then it just flows from your lips the rest of the the rest of the the chant and it's it brings people together i think if we were to have world peace i think it starts with the hey hey not to put it on a pedestal or anything, but I think I think we're close. I would say we are. I mean, if you got Kim Jong Un in a room with Putin <laughs> and with the UN, just fire up the shout song, and we'd probably be a lot closer than we think. We talk about diplomatic negotiations. It all That's starts with a hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it starts and ends with a hey, hey, hey. More iconic bill sound: the hey, hey, hey call and response, or the train horn, train whistle on third down. <laughs> For different reasons, everyone loves the hey, 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 most people hate the train whistle. What do you think is more iconic in the Bills lexicon here? The hate this for the train whistle cannot be serious. Or, the, or the love it's obvi- for the it's hey, obviously, hey. It's obviously shout. The train, whistle is on only, the train whistle is only of a generation. I'm not just going to 
do a train whistle impression like I'm in police academy and expect someone to like be excited or even know that I'm doing yeah or even know (laughs) that I'm doing anything related to the bills so I will leave it to Michael Winslow I will please do stick with hey good good first overall pick Tony for my number one pick kind of stole mine but we'll, we'll we'll pivot we'll pivot that's what good GMs do uh, I am going with the ultimate sound, the sound of silence right before a game winning shot in a basketball game or a tournament winning putt in golf or just any of the final play. Josh is driving for a touchdown. Everyone is silent. What's going to happen? That sound of silence right before the game winning play or the final play, I think is deafening and I think it's super iconic. You're going so like existential on me right now that <laughs> I am blown away. This is the direction the first round of this draft has turned. I feel like it's too important it to leave to the second round. Yeah, well, I mean, you apparently thought that I was going to draft it, so you had to had to <laughs> seize it in the first round, or so you thought. But of course, when you were describing that, what I was immediately thinking of was uh, the commercial from maybe 20 years ago when it was a field goal happening in slow motion and and it pans to different fans as they are leaning forward in silence and like kind yes. of gasping and waiting to see if yes, it goes exactly. in as that was hope i believe it was a a bud light commercial and yes like that to me is is what you're describing like that moment of everything's on the line my heart is dropping i came here for this moment it's all up to this and half of us that our stakeholders in this game are going to be disappointed. I mean, that's what sports is all about that moment. Right. And just like your and pick the, of the moment of the shout song after. Yes. Or disappointment could go either way. That sound of silence is so iconic. I mean, there's a song made about it. That's how iconic it is. Right. And as you know, Simon and Garfunkel were huge sports fans. So they were obviously <laughs> right. When you think of sports, you think of Simon and Garfunkel. Who doesn't? Obviously. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Big sports fans. Tony, your number two pick. Well, I think that to me, you've been using the term iconic a lot in describing this draft. So I'm going to drop an incredibly iconic sports sound on you right now. With the second round pick, I have to go with the sports center sound, a sound that we know is triggered like in the sense that hope beckons on ESPN right now and you best pay attention. Also, of course, I grew up with that being the sound of when I was truly falling in love with the draft that they they used to use that sound, uh, if memory serves me correctly, as like the pick is in sound. Now it's dun 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 dun. But in the old days, I I still remember, ooh, bills are on the clock. We're going with Eric Flowers. The pick is in. (laughs) And I can... Yeah, and I can always often picture, oh dear God, what are they what are they gonna type into the bottom line that tonight? What could it be? But you know sums <laughs> up. So I feel like with- ESPN has I when it comes to sports media, just the sounds gone lie. Like if you were to pick the top three sounds of a sports station, like ESPN maybe holds not only the top three spots, but the top five spots. The NHL yeah. on ESPN theme song, sports center song. The draft pick is in chime. ESPN really has it on lockdown in terms of cornering the market on great sports they, channel sounds, if you will, media sounds. They have learned how to control our minds in like we are Pavlov's dog. Yes. They got it figured out. And we are. Yes. All sports fans are the Pavlov's dogs to, to ESPN. And I mean, what they've done for sports entertainment in terms of media, they knew it. They got it figured out. They know how to do the sounds. 
and there's no more sound iconic on ESPN, I think, than that sound everyone knows. Growing up, like that was what I watched in the morning, getting up and watching Sports Center. So that was like my alarm clock. <laughs> I didn't have an alarm clock. I just waited for the Sports Center song to kick in. And I, I woke up to watch uh, Stuart Scott and Rich Eisen and all the Keith Olbermann and all the, the Golden Era guys. Great pick. Uh, number two pick, Sports Center Sound. I'm just going to throw all ESPN sounds on there because I think they deserve that spot. Tony, my number two pick. I'm going to go a little off the books here. I'm going to go with the tennis grunt. <laughs> yes, a grunt I know all too well. <laughs> yes, a grunt we know all too well. I feel like the tennis grunt is deserving of the number two pick because it really, it's really the the pinnacle of all sports grunt. If you're, if it was a tree of sports grunts at the top is tennis grunt. And then everything is branching off like volleyball, serve grunt, wrestling grunt, like any grunt has, has to thank the tennis grunt for getting them started. Players have made a name for themselves based on how they grunt. It's become synonymous with great players and how they grunt. Like Venus Williams has a specific grunt. The tennis grunt, I, I think it's one of the more more notable, one of the more ingrained in your brain sports sounds. I And it's almost like it's, you know, martial arts. It's consistent. You know when it's happening. It's not like in hockey when it's like, you know, I'm going to a hit or it's not like when it's in, in football, basketball, like in that moment, I have to decide to put forth all that energy. You know, it's right. like every serve, you're getting that grunt, every grunt, you're doing that serve. It's a part of the muscle memory of everything going on in your tennis playing body. That's what I appreciate about it. I also appreciate like if there's a long rally, can they continue the grunt? Can they continue it going for as long as the rally goes? So that's right. gotta be I just as physically exhausting as they keep grunting back and forth at each other. It's gotta be equally as exhausting as hitting the ball, I'd imagine. You can tell as the as the long rally goes on, like their grunts get more and more laborious. It's right. like they're like they're grunting through their grunt. Like it's right. Ah, and then it's ah. <laughs> it gets a like little they're mustering. Changed. They're mustering up the strength yeah. just to get the grunt out. Yes, exactly. Tony, your third and final pick. Uh, my third and final pick comes out of a lovely wintry evening, maybe downtown on Seymour Knox Plaza, and I'm going to go with the thunderous waves of sound that comes from a big time hockey glass hit. Just that, I like it. It hits and then it reverberates to the neighboring glass panels. You know, like it's a like it's a engine from it's the a 40s. tremor. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it is a, it is a tremor. It's a tremor of of sound against the glass and the glass structure that surrounds the, right. the ice. And you and if you're not paying attention, if you're looking down at your nachos in that moment, oh, you hear that. You're just like. It's just what happened. What happened? I want to see it. Pull it back. Something cool just happened. Someone probably just died. A rib was just broken. I need to see it. I love that sound. I love that sound of the effort of sport just coming in and harming your opponent against right. the big plexiglass wall. It is the metaphorical equivalent, the sports equivalent of a rock in a hard place. You have the boards and you have a person. Yeah. And you're in between <laughs> getting crunched. <laughs> yeah, maybe the crunch, the crunch against the glass. That's exactly that's my draft. Pick. Yes, I feel like that, that crunch thing, against man. the glass like sends dolphins to the surface of the ocean <laughs> like echo mm. waves. That's how big it is. That's how much it reverberates. It's a great sound. 
any hockey hit i think is, is a great sound and, and the anticipation too is is the best part like a tennis grunt you know it's coming but like that build up to a big hockey hit like the guy eyes him from across the ice and makes a beeline to that guy and you just know he's gonna get smacked <laughs> i think the mm-hmm. anticipation is what really sells it yeah that sound of silence right before that thunderous hit hits and hits you right in your That's soul. why it's the number one pick. Yep. That's why I got I'm, I'm backing you up, baby. I'm here backing for all me of us. Up. You like my existentialism. Exactly. Um, Tony, my third and final pick. Oh, I'm going back and forth. I'm going to go with the sound of New York City fans arguing. Uh, do you it's mean the like... greatest like Sopranos extras back and forth. Like Trey Young, beep, 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 you beep, beep. <laughs> Or even with each like other. Said, like Aaron Judge is a bum. Get him out of here. <laughs> New York City fans, they so, feel like are never satisfied with anything. And it just leads so to this... we, we thought we were negative in Buffalo. New York City fans hate everything about sports. I mean, the tide turns really fast in their minds. Oh, yeah. But are you talking about a scenario of like it's Mets fans yelling at the Yankees stakeholders? Or is are you talking about a scenario of like, I love the Yankees. I've been to every game for 47 years. I've lived in a third floor apartment across from the stadium in the Bronx. <laughs> and I love Aaron Judge, but I also yell at him at least, you know, twice, twice a day for yes, exactly. what a shithead he is. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, I, and on the cab ride home from the stadium, I'm going to talk the cabbie's ear off about how much I hate how Aaron Judge went two for five with right. two home runs. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. New York City fans are a special breed. You got you to gotta appreciate them. I do, because it, the whole thing's unhealthy. And of course, I, you know, they're usually in the division, so I want the whole thing to collapse yes. for them. With the accent, it's just, it's, it's the chef's kiss. Tony, any uh, honorable mentions before we get into the bills? We got a lot of bills to get into. No, not especially. No, I mean, I have some like iconic ones like basketball shoes squeaking. I, I kind of enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I had. I had I had things like that. Like I had just like the noises of a game. Like I had, you know, right. like in hockey, like I had like ice slicing with a skate. And yes, exactly. Like that, you know, yeah. yeah. Luis, Luis Mendoza would be proud of that pick. It's a Mighty, Duck. that it's a Mighty Ducks. That's a Mighty Ducks reference. Oh, 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 okay. The fastest. And then he finally stops and he sprays the ice oh that guy is luis mendoza oh yeah yeah, yeah. i, yeah. I don't remember who we're talking about yeah luis <laughs> put it in luis i also had the collective whoosh of heads going back or forward <laughs> as like a shot in hockey or soccer hits the post or a basketball shot hits the rim like anticipation as the shot is up and then you either put another anticipation down. pick you like these anticipation picks i do i like the anticipation before an event occurs yes or you throw your head back like oh my gosh so that collective like whoosh of the head going forward or back of the crowd in sheer disappointment so that's those are my honorable mentions i i, I liked kind of like the things that are like unique like basketball shoes squeaking like that's only unique to basketball or a guy crashing against the hockey or getting hit against the boards in hockey like that's only unique to hockey i think those have a have a place on this on the, my draft board any day. Huh. All right, really seeing the beauty in nature here of of the games. Sometimes you just close your eyes and take in the sounds. That's right. Like you're like you're like you're Stevie Wonder courtside at the Lakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony, with that, uh, we'll of course put our results uh, online. Let us know what you think, listeners. 
what your favorite sports sounds are, the most iconic sports sounds are. Another iconic sound, Tony, Marv singing. Our great coach, Marv Levy, former coach, Marv Levy singing is in a category all by itself. Are you ready to let Marv take it away? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. With that, we will be back after the break. Go, go. Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back. Bills kickoff training camp. Tony's been there. If you're not following hashtag Tony Tweets Camp, please, listeners, Witty Nation, do so. Tony has a live up to the minute. Big news out of Bills training camp at St. John Fisher. Tony, before we get into camp observations uh let's do we did it last year our bills fashion police what oh, are yes. the bills players wearing this is we'll call it bills fashion police chapter two chapter part two as the french say what are the bills players wearing as they arrive to camp and how is that affecting their roster status tony i want to kick it off with our qb1 <laughs> even though his roster status will not be affected. Josh coming in, looking quite cash. Hat, shorts, Bill's hat, thank you. But the big item Josh is wearing, Base Jam Toon Squad shirt. Much appreciated from Josh. Tells me he's a big fan of the original Toon Squad, the original Space Jam, not the, the new LeBron-led one, which was anything but good. And also, he's got to be a fan of Jock James. I think Josh would be a big fan of Jock James. If you're wearing a Toon Squad shirt to your professional job professional occupation i think you're you're blasting some jock jams on the way there so tony did you appreciate josh's toon squad t-shirt this year uh i would say i appreciated it big time i think it is the connection that i feel to him in that he works with every generation that's right he's um, listening to elvis he's watching 90s space jam he's talking about settlers Catan. the he's man of all people watching the boys if Josh was that guy in high school who transcended clicks. Yes, I would agree with that. If you if you were a, a jock, if you were a, a goth, if you were a, a geek, if you were a cool kid, if you weren't a cool like Josh was friends with all. Uh, that's that's just my guess. I didn't know Josh in high school, unfortunately, but I'm just guessing Josh transcended the clicks. If he didn't, he could have and should have. Because he has that ability. People are drawn to him in that sense. He has that charismatic personality. And uh yeah, I think this goes I think this just goes to show like what we always say is, and I think we've seen it in training camp, like Josh is just a big kid at heart. Like he could mm-hmm. be twenty-five or he could be fifty-two. He's gonna be just that big kid. And we saw it these first few days of training camp here with Josh doing the media stuff, you know, signing the back of players next which is very funny. Um, his exchange with Monday morning quarterbacks, Peter King, where Peter King slighted him a handshake at the end of the interview. That was a classic. That was an instant classic. Right. That was a classic Josh moment. Just a big kid at heart. So the Toon Squad t-shirt just correlates with that. I mean, it just connects with Josh being that big kid at heart. Josh's outfit, A plus on my book, obviously not affecting his roster status whatsoever. Uh, Tony, let's move on to uh, a new face. At this year's Bills camp, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson comes in on a hot July morning afternoon in Rochester, New York, with a black winter beanie, a black fleece hooded sweatshirt, pants, uh, and a looks like a a Yeti Yeti Say thing, thermos. Yeti mug, it's a thermos, Yeti thermos. Yeah, he's got yeah, chicken noodle yeti, soup in that thing. A Yeti thermos. Yes, he's got hot chocolate. He's 
I'm I'm way down. Roster status dropping like a rock. You don't show up in July with this outfit on, with the winter outfit on. I know you're in Buffalo and you probably don't know about Buffalo and you think Buffalo is just wings and snow. It's the middle of July. Global warming is upon us. It's a real thing. The earth is flat. Global warming is real. Don't show up in this outfit like you're ready for negative four degree temperature. I'm way down on Duke Johnson just based on this outfit. Matt, it does not bode well. He's not at all. I don't know what he's prepared for, but you got to stay hydrated at camp. You're in the sun. You're getting up early. You're eating college food. Hydration is incredibly important. And dehydrating himself, like, is he? he's not wrestling. He's not trying to make weight here that he's got to get the water out of his body. Why are you trying to sweat? Why is he trying to do this to himself? He looks happy, but he can't be. It's sticky. It's uncomfortable. Arrow down, trending down also. He's not wearing a, a garbage bag or anything. I mean, come on. That might but be he, nice. But he, he may as well going be. Into, he may as well he be. May as, right. may as well be. Yes, way, way down here. Our first round pick is up next. Mr. Kair Ulam, straight from the swamps in Florida, right to St. John Fisher, the swamps of Rochester, New York. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Kair's, uh, he looks a little casual. Yeah, we got some athletic shorts. We got a t-shirt. My, my eyes go right to the slip sandals. Typical my college My eyes did kid. as well. Typical he's college ready, he's ready, for, ready for the showers. showers. Yep. He is ready for those showers. I, I, I like this. The man is prepared. He's in a college dorm. He's coming right from college in Florida. He comes to meetings with giant notebooks, taking notes. It shows me his preparedness. Like he knows what's up. He knows this is a dorm room setting. He's coming in with the slip sandals, the shower sandals. He's ready to roll. I, I like this. I, I'm I'm stocking up here. Um, I'm stocking down. This Whoa. to me looks. Please do tell. This to me is the image of what, in this case, we'll call a rookie. What in college terms we would call a freshman. He is overly prepared with the wrong things. He's got the shower shoes on. There's individual showers in this dorm. He's got this super thick pad that is going to really mess up his internal temperature when he's trying to sleep. I think you're going to mess up his lumbar system. No, I don't care about that. He's got this he's got this backpack that seems like it's slung across shoulder across the torso. Yes. Yeah. Is that what it look is that what you think he's got going on there? I think so. I think that's a yeah. like a Gen Z hipster kind of look. No, you don't, all right. Yeah. You don't put the backpack it. over the shoulder. You put it like over your head across your chest. Right. Yeah. Not into it. Cut him. All right. He's off the all team. Right. Waste right of a now. first round pick. <laughs> He's a bust. Tony, another rookie undrafted. Derek Kerstetter, offensive lineman. I, I don't know Derek personally, but Derek, you're <laughs> fighting for a roster spot. But you, you cannot do. come in. You cannot come in looking like the frumpiest dude ever. Plain gray t-shirt. Plain black athletic shorts, New Balance dad sneakers, I'm guessing, and the coup de grace of all this, of this whole look. Just a plain Walmart bag, a Walmart paper bag. Dirk Kerstetter, I mean, why, why even show up at this rate? Now, based on this picture, I am led to believe also that he walked to Walmart and back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just believe that. said, well, where's the closest Walmart? I got to go get some toothpaste. If he and was pushing a looks- Walmart shopping cart in this parking lot, I would not be shocked. <laughs> Me neither. And I it would be the least $5. surprising news. <laughs> yes. It would be the least surprising news of training camp. I, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to say stock down because I, I can't even. There's, there's no bottom to this. It is the 
it is the plainest look ever. I, I don't think I can go stock down because I can't go any lower than I have the initial feelings I have. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say if this guy's dad doesn't own a roofing company, then I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Also, what's underneath the Walmart bag? Did he bring his own uh, plastic silverware? Is that what's going on there? Yeah, it looks like a, maybe some napkins and plastic yeah, silverware. Yeah, I think too. Yeah. No, I don't, he's ready I don't, for dorm snacks. Yeah, it, it tells me he's ready to eat by himself, honestly. He, oh, I think he is. Yeah, he I think it. he is too. That's why he walked to Walmart he, by he himself. He hates everything. He walked to Walmart by himself. He gets the plastic utensils. He gets the napkins. Something's telling me he's not eating with a team in the cafeteria. He's eating by himself. Dirk Kersetter, I have no words. Arrow down. Also, he sucked in Arrow. warm-ups today, so I'm mad at him anyway. Okay, well, there you go. See, it all comes full circle for Dirk or Derek. It'd be better if it was Derek. Dirk. I'd feel that'd be more fitting at this rate. Another offensive lineman, second year offensive tackle, I think, or guard, depending mm-hmm. on the day. Tommy Flexible. Doyle going uh, arrow up. right. Arrow up. Arrow up. You like the uh the Crocs in comfort comfort mode? Crocs in comfort mode. Bill's Mafia t-shirt. Yep, that's appreciated. Notebook in hand. We know how much McDermott loves his notebooks. See, I don't think that's a notebook, Tony. I think that's um takeout. No, on top of the takeout container. That's a spiral oh, notebook. Yes, I do see that now. Yes, I thought that was yes. part of the roof in the background. But yes, you're right. Oh, no, no, no. Loves it. <laughs> Loves the notebook. Packing minimally. Like ready to go. Smile for the camera. Backwards trucker hat. He's he's ready. He Yeah, yeah he looks. He's ready. He's looking the part here. He's ready. Perfect balance between comfort and readiness. Yeah, and he's one of the best athletes on the team. Uh, according to his rest score, yes. Yeah, exactly. Who else? Who else caught your eye here? There's a bunch of rookies. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to give a special shout out to Mitch Morse, the elder statesman of the Bills, looking very prepared at the ripe old age of 30. Man, he does not look 30. He looks much older than 30. <laughs> looking very prepared for dorm life. All black. He's back in black. Shout out ACDC. He's got his pillow. He's got his sheets. The man's the man's a veteran. Consummate professional. Just just shout out to the uh to the 30 plus year old crowd at Bill's camp staying in the dorms this summer that's right he's been in the league a while he knows the he knows the way around it i trust him in the dorms you know who i don't trust in the dorms arrow down third round pick terrell bernard 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 pick terrell bernard you see Talk what he's me. coming in with i'm seeing the fan i'm seeing he's got himself a new box fan and he's got himself the sampler pack of chips his only fan on this Dur- podcast yeah including doritos <laughs> and then also he has a jug of water uh how do you feel about a professional athlete that's spending his time eating doritos arrow down for me <laughs> in a variety and a variety at that yeah yeah no arrow down for me. nothing but the best highest of quality nutrition for the scene man please and he could have it I'm, but he i'm married it away. to a dietitian i don't appreciate this like you don't appreciate uh bernard i don't appreciate my premier athlete eating doritos that's what i'm saying bringing their own giant box of doritos yep that's what I'm saying. He's got a. It's time to step up, my friend. Time to uh, accept a little responsibility. Time to accept a little responsibility. Uh, Tony Mize went to our other rookie linebacker, your anti JoJo Doman, uh, Balen Specter. He's the only player at this Bills camp that has a man bun. I appreciate that. So what I was thinking I think about pow- him, I think it's a power move. What I was thinking about him is how he's got these two pillows that he's bringing himself, mm-hmm. which is wild because I feel like he's got so much hair. Like he, the pillows built in. The pillow is really, built into he, the hair. Do you need to? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. That, that, need, that might be bad because it might cause some major neck issues. Right. He's going to have a hunchback. <laughs> what if he falls asleep with the bun in? It's just going to propel him forward even more. 
going to be a weird angle when he lays down. <laughs> Not as many pictures this year. Last year we had like Josh and Mitch Trubisky, and we had we had a lot more like notable names. It seems like they those media team is uh, slacking a little this year <laughs> on the the player arrivals. But that's all I had. Other than we see, and and this was a nice touch as as I just dragged Bills media through the coals. There they end it with a picture just of James Cook smiling. I think that was <laughs> the cherry on top. I think that was a nice time. I think they just threw that in there for the James Cook doesn't smile and hates it here crowd. Well, good, because that crowd needs to be put in their place. Have you seen James Cook smile at, at camp a lot? How's his attitude? The guy never stops smiling. Are you joking? No. Yes, because he always has helmet on. I've, I don't think I've ever seen his face. He's pretty quiet. He needs to have like a, a Jabron Hamden style man on the streets website show. I, I mean, I'm in. Yeah, I just want to see we barely, like we barely know his person. We have no idea what kind of person. That's what I'm saying. Has, but, we don't know his personality yeah. at all. I just want to see how he interacts with his teammates. Mm-hmm. So good, good touch from the photography team putting uh, just a a nice full face fronting picture of James Cooks standing in front of the dorms at St. John Fisher. I mean, <laughs> as he Isaiah has. McKenzie maybe has a little competition here based on this based on this uh, picture slideshow. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, he's trying to be the face. Yeah. He's on watch. Well, as he reported to me directly, he's trying to be the face of the franchise. And by that, I mean, Isaiah, and by that, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie was walking by and we shouted face of the franchise, baby. And he replied, trying to be. Did you say you are, you are in our hearts? No, I didn't respond. I got enough out of him. I got it. I got to play the game a little, Matt. I pursued and he withdrew. He pursued and I withdrew. And so we it's a dance. It's a dance. It is. Seductive dance. <laughs> <laughs> that is our Bill's Fashion Police Chapter 2. Tony, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. And that is training camp. You've been there every single day. Once again, hashtag Tony tweets camp. Tony, well, well, first of all, let's let's start off with your biggest gripe, your your biggest sticking point every single year, and that's player warmups. Who's warming up? Who's mm-hmm. stretching the correct proper way? And who's uh, mm-hmm. who's a little lax? Who's a little John Feliciano out there? Mm. Lax in their stretching, lax in their preparation. Give me a, give me an insight into your thoughts this year on on who's on your crap list and who's who's impressing you with their stretching ability. Matt, I got. Two players that I have identified thus far, because to me, as a trained coach, as a, as a former high school coach, I mm-hmm. like the first. It's the thing that I notice first is like, why is that person standing when everyone else is like dipping? You know, like what's sure. going on or who's going, who's being lazy through it? Uh, the first person that I noticed first day, number eighty-two wide receiver, undrafted rookie free agent at BYU, Neil Pau. He's a tall kid. He's number eighty-two. He looks like a thinner Duke Johnson. I tell you, I, I, I did like not like already. those squats. I did not like those squats. They were lazy. He's like not really doing it. And even today, I continue to see him on my crap list. Even though his warmups, I think, have slightly improved. But there is a noticeable difference, even in any drill that he's doing. Like, it just looks like he's trying less than everybody else. It looks like he's kind of going through the motions, just like whatever. He knows he knows the situation. So he's on the list, especially in warmups. Or maybe he's injured. Why would he be injured? Probably because he doesn't warm up properly. Another player aforementioned uh, that I noticed today is the king of the dorms himself, Derek Kerstetter. Oh, boy. There we go. Derek Kerstetter. So they do a warm up where they uh, do like a like a toe tap kick and then they go back 
you know, and then they go back and stretch the front of the hip. Yep. Kerstetter only only does the front kick, and then he just stops. It's unacceptable. Not on, not on my watch. No, we are calling you out. Yeah, I am calling Derek out. Derek Kerstetter. Rough episode for Derek here today. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, he really, we're really at him. Let's get him as a guest for next week. <laughs> hey, we'll try. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. We'll see what happens. Hey, we dragged you through the Colts last week. You want to come on this week? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'd love to have you on our podcast. I have been talking shit about you all over Rochester. <laughs> we don't like your fashion. We don't like your stretching. But would you like to be yeah. a guest on our show? Yes. Would you like to join the ranks of Kendall Gaskins? Another, well, another we person who spent a lot of time at, yeah, another NFL player that spent a lot of time at St. John Fisher. And that was the end of it. Speaking of Kendall Gaskins, how's Kendall Gaskins watch? Has he shown up? Mm, I haven't. It's as mysterious as can be because I haven't seen him once. You think you think they would bring someone in to lighten the load on Blackshear, but here we are. Right, another training camp of disappointment with Kendall Gaskins not there. Mm-hmm. Tony, who's impressing you during warmups with their their gumption, their their go getter attitude? Oh man, I love I love what Dane Jackson does for his body. He's he's got his own routine in addition to the warm up routine. He warms up for warm ups. Love that. Love it. Love treating his body right. He does treat his body right. The guy's an Adonis. He he really does treat his body right. Really like what Terrell Dotson brings to the table. You can he's yeah. he's just you know he's spot on. Wiedemeyer just does everything right all the time, including warmups. But you can tell like he's really no he's really he's really trying to feel the blood. Really trying to feel the blood he, enter those muscles. He, he really took over for Vernon Butler in terms of like guys that just look like scary. That's the mm-hmm. type of player that I want lining up from opposition. Just like a guy who just looks like he'll put the fear of God in you just from looking at him. I For felt sure. that way about and he's Brent that Butler. super cool hair. Him, yep, that's exactly the reason. He's got like that mm-hmm. like predator style hair. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping Jalen Widemeyer. Is it Widemeyer or is it Windemere? <sighs> We're going to have to get a pronunciation think... check on that one. What's the hotel? Wyndham. <laughs> yeah, Wyndham. Is that, yeah, is that what it is? is that the... Wyndham Hotel. I mean, Wyndham it's pretty. Hotel. It's pretty much that. Yeah, it's close. It's pretty comparable. Wyndham um, Hotel himself. All right. all right. So some guys stretching Ooh, correctly. You know properly. who else does everything right like this? Who's that? You know who else does everything? Right? Hold on. I, I I have to interrupt you, Matt. I have to interrupt you because this person is probably well, this is important. The best I mean, on the please team. Please do. The best on the team as far as all this goes is Tavon Austin. Oh no. <laughs> The Tavon it Austin tr- hype train continues. It truly Tony, is. I called it, it two is. weeks ago. I called it two weeks ago. You are on the hype train and you are continuing that ride until it becomes a snow piercer situation where it's a frozen dystopian society and you're still on that train. See, like, I don't even consider myself to be on the train because I don't think like it's going to be a weird, wild ride for him to have a roster spot. And I don't know if it's worthwhile for him to do that. But physically, I think he makes the team. He's just insane. He's always just trying. He's always working like to open his hips, to get his gait right, to get his knees up. Like he's constantly, constantly working hip on that. For he did this, Austin. Yeah, he did this wild thing today where he like wrapped a uh, band like around his butt and did like okay. and did like squats and hip openings with it. it Listeners, was, I, I want you to close your eyes for a second. Yeah, close your eyes. Just visualize a, what Tony is saying. Picture a five-eight man who's one eighty-five in blue shorts, and he wraps a band, a band around his butt, just <laughs> straight up around his butt. 
I've gone the opposite way on Tavon Austin in terms of how I feel or in terms of his roster status than I was feeling two, three weeks ago. I think mm. he's going to make this team because built in Buffalo, the source, but Tavon Austin just signed a deal with Total Sports Buffalo, which is like the official autograph thing of right, right. the Bills. I feel like he wouldn't have done that if his roster status was even questionable. I mean, I guess he doesn't have to be on the Bills to to sign an exclusive autograph memorabilia deal, but if he's not on the Bills, I don't think he's anywhere. So. Uh, well, I would like to say that, but I think the possibility definitely exists. And I think from a TSE perspective, I mean, he is, you know, one of the most illustrious college athletes of a generation. I mean, the market guess, is there. How many West Virginia fans. fans are here? I mean, I, he's betting on himself. Yeah. It doesn't no, mean that, I that's bet good. On him. Yeah. That is good. But he, is, he is like, I, I want to not like him as much as I do when I see him out there. What am I does he perform in is, drills? Is he noticeable or is he just yeah. primarily on special teams? No, he's noticeable in drills. He's good. God damn. <laughs> I know. That's what I say too. I say that all the, I said, that's exactly how I think of it. Like son of a bitch. Damon Austin, you you little fuck. You're gonna you're like showing yourself you're good. What I would say his most likely route is based on the way the first week is gone, is that uh he'll make the team on the notion that That's Crowder route. yeah, that Crowder He's will receiver. have uh like an injury situation. Okay. And that'll open open things up open for, Tavon for Tavon Austin too. I can yeah. I could see that. It seems like yeah. Crowder um already needing some maintenance and in the health department which was the concern mm-hmm. coming in with jameson crowder everyone liked the signing everyone thought the potential for production was there it's only a matter of him staying on the field and we're two days in and he's off the field right yeah doesn't feel like it bodes well for the jameson crowder fan club out there no but we'll see i mean it's probably only a couple of days We'll see when he bounces back. It's early. What if he it's can, early, if he can he string back. if he can string together some if he can string together like three practices in a row, that would be something else. Yes. It would be a first as a bill. Yeah, and kind stringing of stringing yeah. together multiple practices in a row. Tony, let's um as we get into our camp observations here, uh, let's do like a trending up and trending down, hot or not action with a mix of witty, sprinkle of witty in there. Tony, if you don't mind, I'll kick it off here. And I'm going to say trending oh, up. Please do. Uh, trending up autographs for kids, trending down autographs for adults. Big topic this week in Bill's fandom history, whatever, in, uh, in Bill's talk. Josh is signing just for the kids. Josh is for the kids. He's shaping the youth, shaping the next generation. And some adults are not too happy about that, as based on a couple calls this week on the local WGR sports station. I'm all for it. Like, I think this is, I think those people are super ignorant, first of all, not the kids, the adults, the, the kids, Well, the kids are ignorant, but it's not their fault. <laughs> yes, I guess that's a good way to put it. It's just um, part of being a kid. The fact that Josh, as a leader of this team, as the, the face of the organization, as the chosen one, him making memories for the next generation of Bills fans is of the utmost importance. And if you're an adult and you're peeved about that or butthurt about it you need to look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what you're doing with your life because you're going down the wrong path here i I appreciate josh just signing for the kids he's giving those kids memories that'll last them their entire life and even if kids that are at camp don't have items to sign josh is taking off his shoes and giving them or giving them a hat or so you know he's he's doing 
what he does as as the the leader of this team, as the face of the franchise, and hey, the face of the league in short order here. So those adults can go back to the swamps of Rochester with their heads down. <laughs> so that that's uh, my first trending up and trending down, Tony. Autographs for kids, trending down autographs for adults. Matt, what are your I observations seen, being there? Well, yeah, I mean, I have seen in the autograph line the way a kid reacts to an interaction from Josh Allen, an autograph and a willingness to, you know, banter with Josh Allen. They lose their minds. They are they're in tears after it as though they just met John Lennon. Like that's it. That is that is a memory that will be with them ingrained in their heart and in their soul for a lifetime. When adult is interacting with them, I mean, what do you, what do you want, man? Like it's it's right. it's an adult talking to another adult. Like it's not it doesn't feel like anything special is happening. And if, if I were Josh, I would agree. Like this autograph is for the kids because that kid is going to cherish this and this moment how I just made them feel. Are you why are you going to cherish it? Cuz it's right. the potential of it going on eBay is pretty good. Right. And, and you're just here for like for the yeah, you're just here for the business. Even if it's not a financial business, even if it is like something that you will value, like you're just you're just trying to get that autograph, but how will it make you feel? It will make you feel Maybe best case scenario, accomplished, satisfied, I guess. It's a completely different set of emotions that the adult is getting than that kid is getting. And these people who think they're entitled to it, mm, no thanks, not into it. Not not buying in on that one. No. Tony, what is, who's trending up or what is trending up and what's trending down for you? Uh, trending down for me is OJ Howard's hair. Oh. Trending up for me is OJ Howard's heart. <laughs> like it. OJ uh, Howard. Elaborate. Is in a big situation, is have- in a situation in the tight end room. The tight ends have top to bottom, like the best hair on the team. It's the best hair position Easily, on the team yes. by far. Easily. Dawson Knox, mm. uh, of course. Sweeney. Iconic. That main on Sweeney is unreal. We've already mentioned Jalen Wyndham Hotels' hair. Like it's just. <laughs> Top to bottom, like everyone's hair just delivers. Yes. Not OJ Howard's. OJ Howard's just like has short boring hair. But OJ Howard, in my experience this week, Josh signs the most autographs. OJ Howard signs the second most autographs. OJ Howard stops for everybody. Everybody gets one from OJ Howard. If you're if you're there, you're getting an OJ Howard autograph. And he makes sure of it too, because he will go to these people like in the most inefficient way. He doesn't necessarily go down the line. He's zigzagging back and forth. He's making sure that everyone is involved. If you show up late, he's going to go back to you. He is there to he's there to check every box in terms of giving out his autograph to those who are waiting for autographs and to those who value who value his autograph. He he sticks around. He definitely sticks around for autographs. Others walk by, not OJ Howard. OJ Howard is hitting everyone in that autograph uh like along the fence. Nice. And he's like a super it. nice guy. Uh, great guy. Great guy from well, what I can good. see so far. Yeah, he's that's he's what's his house is OJ how's his play on the field. Actually also also pretty good, I think. He's okay, good because there was a lot of uh concern in mini camp and OTAs of a little sluggish in his routes and uh, glad to see he's picked it up a little here. At the, at well, the I think what it is is I like the way I like the way he's being camps in the offense. I like these oh, two tight end sets, but I like I like these two tight end sets. I like where he goes. I like it when there's some pre-snap movement and OJ Howard moves from the inside to the outside uh, and it's kind of using like a receiver role. I think he's a really versatile athlete, and I like the way that we're exploiting that. And to take you know 
a super uber athletic six, six tight end and add that into the offense. I think we're, I like, I like the way that we're doing it. The rest is just kind of up to him. So I, yeah, it's up to I him. like it. I like, I like his addition to the team. Okay. All right. That's good to hear. Good, good news out of camp from Tony about OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. Tony, next up for me, trending up he wolves trending down <laughs> black sheer wolves just because black oh. is like fist string running back yep but the big thing here is Khalil the he wolf Shakir who has turned some heads at training camp from what I've read and from what you've reported he looks really good apparently it's it's not apparent he is emerging as I hate to say a camp crush could be anyone who's not like, you know, a journeyman or an undrafted free agent or someone who's like a diamond in the rough, but man, Shakir is just like super good. Like he's just super good. He's been doing double duty with the injury to Crowder that he's been in. He's been in the slot in the third team and on the second team when he's on the third team, it's insane. Like he's obviously the best athlete on the field by, by far. He's just like a way, just, he's just miles above everybody in terms of his capabilities and what his physical abilities are. And then on the second one, he's like, he, he usually gets the production you're trying to when he's on the second team, he looks like he belongs on the second team. And most of the time it's a completion. Most of the time he's the target, like when he's on the field and when James Cook is on the field, it usually is a play that is going to that one of them. So Shakir has absolutely gotten a lot of opportunities to shine and he's made the most of them because he looks so good. He's, his acceleration is so apparent and noticeable. He's got a great catch radius. Like when he reaches for the ball, it's like, it, like that's when you notice his wingspan and it's like, wow, like I, I didn't think he was going to be able to reach that far. I didn't think his arms when they're not next to his body are like that, uh, but they are. And then he, he gets it, receives it so softly. And before you know it, he is turned and up the field because he's fast. He's twitchy. He's got that acceleration. And I like it. Like he's exactly how Boise used him. Like, and I, I would, and I hope that we kind of can use him how, how he was using college in terms of. You know, he was taking punts today, not like in real kickoff situation, but he was just like in the rotation fielding punts. He's playing inside. He's playing outside. I wouldn't hate it if he is was that, in the back. Is that how Dorsey's using really him? Is Dorsey him all over the place? Uh, like he's I mean, just I've not running him, out of the slot, right? I've seen him outside a time or two. Okay, but good. The vast majority of it is that he's in the slot, which kind of surprises me. But I think that's I think that's more of like a the, the personnel where we need them right now because of because of injury and stuff and some of the formations we're doing because he, I think is supposed to be, you know, like that number four receiver, like the spot that Gabe Davis was in is sort of the vision for him. And so he does practice that when those plays come up, but it's not usually what we're, what I'm seeing uh, be installed in camp, probably just because there's other needs with other positions, you know? Well, it's good to see him performing as hyped as he was coming out of the draft. And the fact that we, we got him. Um, so I love him. He's so good. I love him. He's so good. Tony, you're next trending up, trending down. Trending up is defensive backs who cut their teeth in the practice squad. Okay. Trending down defensive backs who have been given more opportunity than that. Basically what I'm saying (laughs) is I think Nick McLeod is going to make the team based on what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe a hot take, but like Nick McLeod, has really been impressing me in the last four days and he even in yeah but now especially like and even in even in like drills the more physical sort of agility drills and stuff like nick mcleod mm-hmm. you can tell like you can tell his hips are just looser than everybody else's 
that are in the line. You can tell, and he made a, he's made a ton of plays midweek on Monday and Tuesday. Whenever a play was made, I feel like Nick McLeod was near it. And he's got me, he's got me really thinking like I'm, I'm on McLeod nine. He's, he's ready. Yeah, he's say. developed up. It's going great for is him. He, I, I kind of think, I kind of see running he's, with he's the two. A spot. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's yes, interesting. He yeah. He always was. Yeah. He always was. Oh, I, I thought it would be. So who's the, who's the, who's the second string cornerbacks right now? Obviously, Tredavious White is out. Elam and D- Jackson, I imagine, are running with the ones based on what I read. Mm-hmm. So is it, is it McLeod and Cam Lewis then with the twos? Uh, yep. They're in the mix. Sometimes I see the regulator himself in there. Whoa, okay. his way up. Big, big. Mm-hmm. At least on Regulators. the first day. That's how it was. I kind of, I kind of didn't see him as much on the second day, but or, or or maybe it was Monday. One of the days I was just like everything was 37, 38, 39, which is Griffin, McLeod, Cam Lewis. Like I was, I was just, I was constantly noticing them. Um, okay. Saran Neal also is in the with the twos a lot. Next. That that okay. happened a little bit more today. Saran Neal's actually hit quietly having a very good camp. Every time there's a special teams, every time there's special teams practice, like Saran Neal is always the person who is making the hypothetical tackle. You know, I mean they're in short, so he's not tackling, but like I'm just like, well, who's there? Oh, 33. It's Saran Neal all the time. Serena also had a really nice pass breakup today in the end zone. He looked really good okay. against uh, oh, Diggs. Go. Against Diggs. Yeah, Serena was in there Ooh. in the mix for sure. He is the best special teams player on the team. So, Oh, for sure. He's one of, I think, yeah, he's, he's excellent. Yes, absolutely. All right, for my third, and we'll do final, trending up, trending down. Tony, I'm going with trending up. Roger Saffold honoring Marcel Darius for our 99th episode. That was very kind of him. Trending down, Roger Saffold honoring Marcel Darius for our 99th episode. Uh, the man has broken ribs. Looks like he's out for the whole preseason. How has, I mean, first of all, thoughts about the the Roger Saffold injury news. And uh, second of all, how do you feel like the offensive line is holding up without their projected starting guard? Uh, I can answer both of those at the same time. It's a disaster. Wow. The oh no, left side, the left side of the line has looked a little bit iffy, and it's not just a Saffold situation because Ike Bucker would back him up, who I really like yep. Ike Bucker. Um, but he's also not been able to uh, not been able to practice, so it's kind of been a weird rotation of experimenting, figuring things out, figuring people in there. Tommy Doyle's been in there a lot of the time for a day, and then all of a sudden Ford is in there. Cody Ford looked better than Tommy Doyle in that instance. Um, we had Greg Mance in there today, uh, and it seemed okay. So uh, they're figuring that out, but I really just kind of want Saffold back, like really desperately. Just I want that stability. Like we've said, like we've sort of brought in a lot of offensive line talent. We've said in previous episodes that this is probably the best O-line on paper that Josh has had. And I want it. And a, lot, a big part of that is Saffold. I want Roger Saffold in there. Uh, whoever hit him with their, his car. And I, of course, I'm saying it like that because I am assuming that Roger Saffold did nothing wrong. Roger Saffold was the perfect driver in this moment. And it yeah. is, was 100% the other person's fault. That person owes, that person owes us big time. I am very angry with that person. Yes, that person owes everybody an apology. We, yes. Their insurance company should be just doling out basic basic income checks to every Bills fan because this is not good. I want that guy back. Do you think it's an inside job for an insurance company to get through to Josh? Oh, interesting. I, uh, this is an interesting conspiracy. And the thing about mm-hmm. this interesting conspiracy, not a single hole in it. No, not at all. 
not it is not a sealed tight story you can't yeah yeah, yeah. this theory is <laughs> this theory is ironclad <laughs> um yeah i mean we we i don't know if i can go through another snap of cody ford uh protecting josh mm. um it's it, it saffold was it was a big signing this this offseason yeah. um despite yeah. despite his age you know, the the resume the pedigree his previous history with aaron cromer the offensive line coach i expected big things from saffold so for him to be out what is assumed to be the whole preseason is a major blow, not only for my watching experience, but for this podcast, because I want to see how he, he does protecting Josh. Um, and it is a big blow to the, the continuity and, you know, the communication and uh, that offensive line is extremely important. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's a big blow. And I just don't like you mentioned with Bacher out as well. I just don't like the backup situation, but it's a tale as old as time. Like, the backup offensive line for the Buffalo Bills is usually a train wreck every training camp preseason. <laughs> so you might as well just continue the trend here. With that being said, how's Bobby Hart? Oh my gosh. Some there. Well, this is a beautiful segue because my trending down is the guy who was sitting near me at camp today or yesterday and said, well, offensive line depth is pretty good. I mean, we got Bobby Hart. He's pretty good. He's been in the league a while. Uh, I I audibly just groaned like uh mm-hmm. like there's a human you're being you're on the tennis grunt yeah yeah it was it may as well have been a tennis grunt because man I don't know if you know this but Bobby Hart does not impress me <laughs> so I don't Still, think he's in the mix so we, we three years later of, yeah no hasn't yeah. turned it around we do, have, <laughs> we do have a lot of offensive line sort of players of a similar story to Bobby Hart that just maybe you know aren't crazy and also not good, but you know, you got a Greg Mance in the mix. You got like a copper in the mix. So I think that there's, there's room to figure out the best, the best players available, the best pieces uh, that we can put in there, even in the sample situation. Hopefully sample is back. Yeah. Bobby Hart is exactly. Well, that's definitely what I'm saying. Bobby Hart is not part of that equation. Okay. So trending down is this guy who uh, thinks Bobby Hart has some value on this team. What's, what's trending up then? Another fan who had a good opinion. Well, I don't know if you've been to camp and sat amongst the lay people, Matt, but those fans are few and far between at camp. Uh, But trending up, I would say, no, trending up, I would say, is someone who's just looking like a monster every single day in camp. Every single play I've seen that he's involved in has been a monster play and has been just like a success that you just say, like, like, oh, that was just perfect. And it's Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is looking fantastic. It's like I only saw one time he dropped the touchdown and it was this weird, it was this weird play that was kind of looked like a bit of like a basketball play in the sense that Josh took it, acted like he was going to run and then kind of like jumped over the line of scrimmage to shovel pass it to Gabe Davis, who was in the back of the end zone. Uh, and it just kind of seemed like the play is designed of like, well, here's the two tallest players on the field. So we're just going to have them toss it to each other above everybody's heads. Um, And it didn't work because Gabe Davis dropped it, but that was the only mistake he's made today was insane today. Like the red zone offense looked particularly excellent. And it was mostly, I think, you know, Josh was looking good, but so much of the credit deserves to go to Gabe Davis because he was, he's just been spot on every time the ball goes to Gabe Davis. Like he's just got hands of glue to, to take it back to, mid 2000s Madden 
he always catches it in traffic and he always delivers. He always makes the play happen. He's, he's looked great. He's trending up. That's Gabe good Davis to see. Is trending up. I was looking at some Vegas odds for Gabe Davis, like player performance bets, mm. uh, over under seven touchdowns. Feels like he's right that's a there. Tough one. I, I do feel like he's right there. Well, that's what Vegas does to you. That's what Vegas does. That's good. Uh, this one I thought was like a shoe in for the over, but over under 850 reception yard, receiving yards. Mm. Kind of like, like he feels like a thousand yards, right? I don't know. You think he's going to get a thousand yards and Steph Diggs is going to get a thousand yards? They do. I think we're going to have, I, I mean, yeah, I guess yard yeah, receivers. now that I say it out loud, that does now that I say it out loud, like it does sound right. But with all these, Josh, if teams, Josh throws for fifty two hundred yards, which is what he's probably around, right? Like, right. I feel like they both are going to have a thousand yard seasons for sure. See, it's t- the only reason that I'm hesitating is because of the emphasis on yards after the catch in this new iteration of the offense. And from what I've seen, is there's an emphasis on that of kind of leaning a bit on James Cook and uh, Shakir to sort of deliver on that because those are two people that you know their their bread and butter is delivering on that. Uh, so I don't know, like, it's just kind of the ratio of how much of a change is this going to be when it, whether it's, is it like last year where we're dinking dunking with just excellent, with excellent football players and, and getting ourselves there? Are we really trying for this yards after the catch thing? Like it's going to be a staple of how our offense operates. Just That's get the them thing that all in these me. guys' hands and let them operate. Right. Right. That's the only thing that would have me hesitate on Gabe Davis having a huge, having huge stats like that. Okay. Yeah, I feel like when I've read in camp, impressing what you're telling me, I just feel like he's he's ready to to blow up. And maybe it's just the preseason hype coming off that four touchdown game and or in the divisional round for the playoffs last year. But yeah, um, and that's like the last memory well, we have of him is like man. I think you have to really ask good. yourself. I think you have to ask yourself, what does blowing up look like in on this team? Yeah, does it look like you know heavily relied upon, or does it look like he's just really good talent wise? But, you know, again, like there's so many other players that are also getting, we only have so many snaps that are happening here. Sure. Yeah. I think it's, a, I think it's like a thousand yards. Like that, that's my, All right, that's well, my benchmark for him. Cause I think that's a big right. jump from, you know, it could happen. The, it could happen. I'm the just consistent saying stats he's had his first two years here. Yeah. So uh, I thought you were going to say, great. Tony, um, trending up or trending down sweaty fans in the bleachers, trending up sweaty coaches on the field. Oh, okay. Like you say, you. That's where I thought you were going with that written fan interaction. Well, oh, I see. Well, I do got to tell you, when I saw Marcus West, I think is his name, Coach West, just West. soaked to the bone on a Mr. day West. that is not sunny or hot, but he's just exuding all the energy he has, and his gray shirt is just top to bottom, completely drenched. That's when. That's when I'm in. That's what I like. It's not been. It must have not been a dry fit. No, moisture. It, that moisture absorbing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it had to be gotten. Final note from training camp, Tony. Um, what's the deal with the sl- the spike ball? Mm-hmm. I wish I knew. It's the great mystery of training camp for me. Was spike it ball used? Was on the sidelines Has it been today. Uh, I didn't see anybody using it. I just noticed oh, is... at one point that where the wide receivers hanging out, there was spike ball on the ground. I never saw anyone mm-hmm. use it. It was there. Well, yeah, I saw mystery. it get moved. Yeah, I saw it get moved by a girl who was driving a Gator across the track. And she had okay. to move it so she could, she could continue to drive. That was the only action the spike ball got. I don't know what it was doing there. I don't know who brought it, but I want to find out. And I want to play if I'm invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're invited, Why, Bills, if you're listening, uh, invite Tony. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tony, yeah. th- those are, are your two assignments for the rest of training camp. Find out the reason for spike ball, who is playing it, who is bringing it, the mystery behind the spike ball, and also to keep encouraging our guy, Kingsley Jonathan, as he battles for his roster spot. Um, we ha- we believe in him. We are the number one Kingsley Jonathan podcast here. So those are your two assignments. And also, um, I should say three assignments because the third one is establishing the He Wolf nickname, which I hope you, which I, I assume you've been doing these first couple of days at camp. I actually have been telling a lot of people about it. Yes. It need, we need to make that a thing. Uh, if you yeah. want to bring a sign to the next camp saying, uh, number one He Wolf fan, I, I highly encourage uh-huh. that. <laughs> I think that'd be good. Tony, any other uh, final notes before we wrap up the episode here about Bill's training camp the first four days? Stuck out to you. Uh, something that I, has been haunting me for the past day or two is I was I was on the fence, like physically on the fence, not metaphorically on the fence. And oh, I'm like you. next to the, I'm yeah, I'm next to the speaker, which is, you know, a huge speaker. Like you can't hear anything. So I'm next to the speaker. Right. And uh, Eric Washington, the DL coach, is going to start practice. He's going to bring his players over to the other practice field. Okay. First of all, I think it's wild that, like, he's just gathering his players in his position room one by one as they leave the tunnel and say, and, like, calling them over and saying, go to the other practice field. Uh, We're going to go over there. Because it was very reminiscent of, like, something I would do at the start of track practice when I was coaching track. And then... So not as a group. It's one by one. Yeah, he was like stopping them one by one and saying, "We're going over there." He's, he's a he's a madman. He needs to be stopped. Yeah. So anyway, psycho Neither here nor there. So he's so he's there, and then uh, AJ Epinesa comes out of the end zone and he starts screaming, "AJ, AJ, saying coming over there." Boogie's right behind him, so like AJ Boogie, and then they both go over to him. They're like right in front of me, and AJ go, and then the music starts. He's telling them something. He's like talking to them at length, and then. Between the songs, all I hear is him going, uh, you guys are young, talented. I get it. But and then the next song starts and I don't know what he said. Oh, no. But you got to, I have to imagine a coach, a coach that's giving the old you guys are young, talented. I get it. Talk. What? That's not good. Like what? What positive could it be? I feel like that's. Right. I feel like it's never good. Like, I feel like that's him saying you're not quite there. You haven't put it all together yet. That's him saying. Hey, heard you guys got caught drinking in the dorms yesterday. I get it. You're young, talented. Don't mess it up. Right. I don't know what it was, but it has me. Don't blow this opportunity. That, right. that is very concerning. That is big news. Mm-hmm. Um, the first like strong butt of of training camp, I'd say. Other than well, the first strong Tavon, butt was Tavon, Tavon Austin. Austin. Tavon Austin right. stretching. <laughs> yeah, the first uh, verbal butt, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, maybe AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham in the doghouse for being uh, young, wild, and free. So, <laughs> Tony, with that, uh, what do you say we uh, wrap up the episode here? Let's put a bow on this thing. Let's put a bow on this thing. Let's wrap it up. That sound you hear? That's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day. And you know what's keeping my drink cold, listeners? A quality koozie from Traveling Growler. Follow them on Instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs. Keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with Traveling Growler. Now back to the show. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Koozie's starting at just $5. Check out all the cool designs, travelinggrowler.com. T-shirt store where you can find our cool designs, teespring.com. Check out all we have in our store. 
Search Witty Not Funny, all one word. You can also find it on the Built in Buffalo fan shop, uh, bibfanshop.com. You can get our Buffalo Brothers t-shirt there as well. Uh, we'll be adding a new Josh Allen shirt wow. this weekend. So a little, uh, little enticing preview for your listeners. So uh, I was inspired by uh, a recent movie I saw. So I won't yeah. spoil what movie what a tease. What a tease. What a tease. Wow, um, tease. New t-shirt dropping but check out all the designs teespring.com search what not funny all one word uh where to find the podcast you can find the podcast as always on the built-in buffalo podcast network dropping every friday search built-in buffalo search what not funny all one word anywhere you find podcasts or listen to for free itunes spotify iHeartRadio, podcast addicts wherever you listen to your podcast you can listen to us if you like us subscribe leave us a review show us some love we always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, at the top of this episode, never thought we'd hit a hundred. So uh, it looks like we're well on our way. It's not there yet, but we see the finish line of this marathon. Um, and we thank you. Thank you to all the listeners who have uh, come along on this journey with us uh, up until this point. So yeah, give us a listen, show us some love. Twitter handles, Tony, where can the listeners find you? And especially now, because as we mentioned, Tony tweets camp hashtag, make sure you're following it. Uh, make sure you're following Tony, Tony, where can the listeners and all of Woody nation find you on Twitter? Uh, the handle on the bird is at Tony Ambrose. And as you said, a great way to streamline it is you could just do the hashtag Tony tweets camp, uh, and you will get to all the lists. Absolutely. And you will Make get sure to other Tony. Twitter users that are singing my praises. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tony has all the late breaking news from training camp uh, at Oliver. Possibly yeah, I talk about injured. Like, who's dancing. I talk about spike who's dancing, ball. spike ball, sweating. A lot of it's about um, who's dancing. Yeah. Dancing's about seven percent of it. Yeah, I'd say two thirds yeah. of it is dancing. <laughs> yeah. That's all we care about. Uh, yeah, it's about <laughs> you who's dancing, what antics, yes. little dirties up to. Every once in a while, I say something about real football. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, Tony tweets camp hashtag. Uh, we tweeted out from the podcast Twitter handle as well at Woody Sports 716. Make sure you give us a follow, hit that follow button, join the Woody Nation. Uh, we follow back. We love connecting with Bill's Mafia, Saber Swords people, the Bill, but the Buffalo sports community as a whole uh make sure you hit that follow make sure you check out last week's episode as well with uh kingsley jonathan great interview as well i have to to plug that again here if you haven't listened to that make sure you go check it out um that's all i have tony send off for the listeners how are you uh, how are you sending them off i am sending them off with a specific shout out shout out to the residents of beachwood jive in east rochester i park in front of your houses most of the time when i go to camp Thanks for being cool about it. Thank you for being cool about where Tony parks and uh, not calling the cops or giving him a ticket or anything. Tony, I'll, I'll do a special send off. Uh, screw turkey burgers. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I am kidding. pro turkey burger. So <laughs> we'll talk all. about, we'll, we'll get into the turkey burger discussion next week. Uh, as hmm. I, we always say, go Bills, of course, and stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye-bye. Watch the rehearsal. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and most of you guys. That really is still.
little swollen, isn't it? It's a little swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.